Welcome to Willow Park Church, and we're delighted that you have joined us online, whether you're joining us online or on Facebook Live, wherever you may be out there. We are glad that you're with us. And we're following a series called Hidden, where we're exploring what it is to dive deeper into faith and that hidden faith of how Christ wants to shape our hearts, our lives, and that intimacy with God grows and develops. I mean, that's what it's really about, isn't it? The intimacy with Christ that sustains us through these difficult days of pandemic. Even now, as children go back to school and we're seeing numbers rising and we're hearing about uh, different countries going back into partial lockdowns and groups of six again. Well, we want to equip you through our messages and through our communication about how to go deeper. And this weekend, we are really going to talk about just why God sends hardships into our lives. We're going to talk about what is the purpose of difficult times, but what does God want to do with us in those difficult times? We're also going to take communion before you hear from uh, the message and we're going to spend some time. So please do go and get the elements. After the worship, we will be taking communion and celebrating all that Christ has done for us through the work of the cross. So welcome to Willow Park Church today. Welcome, welcome everybody to uh, Willow Park Church. Wherever you are, we're all in one place now. That dwelling place with the Lord. I was uh, reading Psalm 84 earlier, and it's a beautiful psalm that sort of sets up uh, this worship set. How lovely is your dwelling place, Lord Almighty. My soul yearns, even faints, for the courts of the Lord. My heart and my flesh cry out for the living God. Even the sparrow has found a home and the swallow a nest for herself where she may have her young, a place near your altar. Lord Almighty, my King and my God, blessed are those who dwell in your house. They are ever praising you. Blessed are those whose strength is in you, whose hearts are set on pilgrimage as they pass through the valley of Baca, and that is sometimes translated as the valley of weeping. They make it a place of springs. The autumn rains also covers it with pools. They go from strength to strength till each appears before God in Zion. Hear my prayer, Lord God Almighty. Listen to me, God of Jacob. Look on our shield, O God. Look with favor on your anointed one. Better is one day in your courts than a thousand elsewhere. I would rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my God than dwell in the tents of the wicked. For the Lord God is a sun and shield. The Lord bestows favor and honor. No good thing does he withhold from those whose walk is blameless. Lord Almighty, blessed is the one who trusts in you. How lovely is your dwelling place, O Lord Almighty.
within your presence oh, I sing beneath a shadow Thank you for these moments where we can press into you, into your presence. Better is one day in your courts than thousands elsewhere. And we can be with you every single minute of every single day. We are with you. Make your presence known to us as we worship, as we are together. 
in this manner, in this way, in this place, this dwelling place, this state of mind, this state of being. Thank you, Lord, for that. Thank you.
and see where you've been with us through the great times the not so great times how faithful you are your mercies are new every morning you inspire us you give us life and you maintain our lives with your love and your blessings and your grace that's why we praise you only you are worthy of our praise O faithful one Almighty God. Great is thy faithfulness, O God, my Father. There is no shadow of turning with thee. Thou changest not thy compassions, they fail not. As thou hast been forever wilt be. Great is thy faithfulness, great is thy faithfulness. Morning by morning, new mercies I see. All I have needed, thy hand hath provided. Great is thy faithfulness,
thy faithfulness, great is thy faithfulness, morning by morning new mercies I see, all I have needed thy hand hath provided, great is thy faithfulness, Lord, unto me. Lord, thank you for this time. Thank you for this church, your church throughout the world that spreads the good news of a great, all-powerful, loving, and faithful God, our Father and our friend. To you we commit the rest of this service, indeed the rest of this day, indeed the rest of our lives. You are holy. We love you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Bless you, everybody. Bless you. Enjoy the rest of the service. So good to come out of our time of worship and now to take a moment to reflect and to remember. Before I do this, can I remind you that the last Monday of September, we will be having our Willow One prayer time. Praying for our nation, praying for our province, praying for our city, praying for our church. We want to welcome you to that, whether that's going to be online or you can book in person and connect with us and come and sit in the sanctuary with lots of space and be able to spend that time of intimacy and closeness to Christ. The communion for me in my own spiritual walk is, is that moment when I do feel exactly that, the closeness and the intimacy of Christ at work at that moment. Where the visible connects with the invisible, where we realize all that Christ did for us. So let's pray and give thanks for his sacrifice on the cross. Lord Jesus, we remember that you chose to embrace the journey of the cross so that we can be united to you. We can be forgiven and freed. We can experience a transformation within our life. And so we bless this bread and we remember that your body was broken for us. That you have freed us, even as the angel spoke to Joseph, that one will be born who will deliver his people from their sins. And we know that when we're delivered from our sins, we are delivered from death and we are delivered from the power of Satan. Thank you for your body. Amen. The body of Christ broken for you. Eat and remember what he did for you upon the cross. In the same manner, the Lord took the wine and poured it out, saying, This is my blood of the new covenant that takes away 
the sins of the world. Drink it in remembrance of me. Lord, we thank you for the salvation we receive, the connection we have, and the joy that fills our lives. And we are grateful for this time. Amen. Whether you're logged on to our South Campus or whether you're logged on to Rutland 33, we now pray that as you hear the different messages, that God will bless you, inspire you, and take you farther in the next step in your journey. Please stay in touch. Contact us. Let us know what God is doing in your life. We'd love to hear from you. Now, here is the Willow News and then your message. Hello, Willow Park Church. My name is Courtney. Whether you're joining us from church online or one of our dwell gatherings, welcome and here's your family news. We are so pleased to let you know that we are starting up our midweek youth groups. GLOW for grades 9 to 12 happens Wednesday night starting September 30th. JUICE for grades 6 to 8 happens on Thursday night starting October 1st. This year youth will need to register before they attend each week. Check out the youth website at cahoots.ca for more info. Join us for Willow One Prayer on Monday, September 28th at 7 p.m. We will be meeting in person at Highway 33 and meeting online. Learn more and register to attend in person at willowparkchurch.com slash willowoneprayer. We are once again raising funds for Child of Mine, which supports two children's homes in northern India. A group of runners and walkers will be doing a virtual event October 17th, and this year, the funds raised will go towards post-secondary education for graduates of the homes. Learn more on the Child of Mine website at childofmine.ca slash events. We are now offering a free monthly subscription box for all of our Willow Park kids to enjoy. Inside the box, you will find crafts, activities, family challenges, and more that will make Kids Church Online just a little more fun and interactive. What's even better is we will deliver the box right to your door once a month. Sign up today at willowparkchurch.com slash kidsbox. Kids Club is starting up again on Tuesday nights beginning October 6th, and spaces are filling up fast. This program is for kids in grades kindergarten to grade five. Learn more and register online at willowparkchurch.com slash clubs. That's all for your family news. Thanks and enjoy your service.
Church, good morning to you in the gym and in our dwell gatherings. Good morning, Justice. It's very nice to see you, my uh, super fan over there. And uh, I'm so glad that uh, not only do we have lots of um, uh, wonderful people gathered here, we have the smallest to the largest, and God is, uh, God is at work. And in the gym, we want to welcome you with Pastor Jordan there. We're so blessed that you're gathered there. And also online. For those of you that are on Facebook Live, and let me just see who's out there. Well, first of all, online, I want to welcome Debbie. You're out there. Good to see you. Wendy, Kirk, Patty, and Joan, and many, 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 many more. Uh, are you hiding away online, but not, not writing in the little thing? Probably because you don't want to be mentioned. Uh, but we're very happy that you join us on Facebook Jose, it's great to welcome you, no doubt, all the way from Madrid, and we bless you and your family, and um, uh, we're really, um, really pleased that you're able to join us. Before I begin right into the sermon, I want to, uh, first of all, it's great, we've got a full house today, just within our our legal uh, arrangements to be able to come, uh, 95 or so, you are gathered here, and we are so blessed. Thank you for taking the time and the effort. But we have a special little moment. I don't know. Um, uh, I'm going to invite uh, uh, these guys to come up, Kevin and Kayla, and they've got a special little girl, one of our newest members of church. You're seeing it live right now. We have our little, um, yeah, oh, he's got such long legs, he can just walk on stage. Have we got this? Who is this? This is Alison, the newest member of our congregation. Can you see Alison? Ah. For those of you that have been following the Instagram live experience, Alison is a sensation out there. And, uh, and great grandma is here as well. Helen, so we bless you. And uh, oh, she's so beautiful. Usually at this point, I hold, I hug, I love and throw them in the air. But uh, such is COVID that I can't juggle babies anymore. It's a terrible thing. Can I pray for you? Oh, Father, thank you uh, for this lovely family and what a blessing Alison is. Thank you, Lord, for their um, faithfulness to you and your com- uh, commitment to you. And we are blessed to have uh, a tiny little, little package of joy, a bungle of gloriousness, if that's even a word. Thank you, Lord, for uh, Alison and um, that she is uh, looking forward to being raised with the good news and the goodness of God. Thank you, Lord. Amen. We're so proud of you. Bless you guys. So good. We've had a few, yes. We've had a few babies born through COVID, and uh, this is the first one we got into church, and this is our first COVID prayer for a COVID baby. Love it. Love it. Come on. Keep the babies coming. Um, church statistics are telling me that after the pandemic, out of those that attended church, only 30% will return back to church. That's depressing news. That tells me if it's true, and I don't even believe it, it may be true, but these are guys, um, and we all know how we think about statistics, um, but 
uh, 70% of people are opt out of church. Now let me tell you something that you are here this morning and therefore, obviously you've made a decision. As for me and my household, I will serve the Lord. And the church is into a challenge in the next years. Uh, we know the world is changing. I watched a documentary on BBC the other day and they were talking about how they're retiring all of the uh, 747 Boeing jumbo jets. They're getting rid of them because there's no need for them anymore and they were an old plane anyway. Maybe five, ten years earlier than they planned, British Airways just got rid of 31 of them. Not going to use. So we know that the world is changing and we know that things are adapting. But the one thing that I know is that the church of Christ will always stand and the gates of hell will not prevail. And, and I, uh, you are here this morning because you have a passion for Christ and a belief in his bride. And each one of us, we need to be willing to say, yes, I believe in the bride of Christ. I believe in the calling of Jesus. I believe that God is at work and at move. And I want to be part, whatever this statistic is, I'm not opting out. I'm opting in because this is the time of trouble and difficulty and change and stress and anxiety. This is the time to move forward. This is the time to pray. This is the time when we have our prayer meeting in a week on Monday that this place should be packed with 95 and a half people. Uh, we want to, you know, praying people, believing, holding that. This is the testing of our generation. It's the testing of the church. We are all being tested to see our response to a crisis on so many levels. But when we are tested, and testing is part of our faith, the whole book of Numbers is devoted to testing. It's about testing. Are you going to trust God or trust others? Are you going to? And, and we are being tested. And our devotion, our commitment to the Lord. Uh, oh, that's just popped up there. Uh, if you can, uh, support us and online in person, keeping the oil of the machinery going of what we call church and keeping the worship of the oil of our own lives of what we call worshiping, giving, keep giving. Uh, maybe you don't, you don't know where to start. Just start somewhere and you'll start to see things shift in your life. Just start somewhere giving, just a little bit. To start, sometimes because of circumstances of life, it's hard to jump to percentages. But start somewhere where you are honouring God through that act of service. Feed the soul. We are living in a time of difficulty. We're living in a time of challenge. We're living in a time of where we have to be willing to feed the soul, to move forward and allow God to work within our lives. And we are saying, yes, Lord, I really, truly want to, you know, be fed. I want to grow. And at this time, we need to understand what it means to feed the soul. You see, a lot of Christians are running on empty and we can't run on empty. You can't run on the way that we've always run because burnout does come. We end up running on empty. The great theologian Bono of U2 fame once wrote, the reason people burn out is because they lose the reason to why they are doing that thing. 
And when you lose the reason, then you burn out. The reason we are doing this in our life is the reason is Jesus. The reason is Jesus. The reason is Jesus Christ. That's the reason why we keep moving. And whether you're watching online or watching in one of our many venues or what is happening in your life, the reason we can be full. Now, we all try and run on empty. Let's be honest. Who wasn't a teenager running your car nearly on empty all the time? Yes. Remember that moment? Perhaps you don't remember that moment. I've got three driving daughters. I go in their cars. They try and run on supernatural power with their empty uh, fuels. It's like, oh, Dad, can you just borrow my car and then maybe look and fill it up? Um, And I'm a sucker like that. I just, if they're running on empty, I'll fill it up. I'll I'll put 20 bucks in. And, and, and I love that. Uh, but we know that we can't run on empty in our Christian faith because when we're on empty, that's where we stall, that's where we burn out, and that's where we lose our direction. But rather than running on empty in this period, what God is asking us to do is to be filled with his presence and filled with his power. It's often through hardships of life that we realize that, that we need more of God. And when we face a challenge, we face a suffering, we face a crisis, we face something unexpected in this broken, mad world, and suddenly our world is starting to crumble, we realize that actually, I can't do this in my own power. I mean, people are, the world has changed. We're talking about Fatigue and stress. I mean, just go to Costco on a Saturday morning and you'll see how stressed people are. You know, you kind of walk towards somebody and they're standing back going, like, don't get in my space. And you want to smile at people, but you can't smile because you've got a mask. I'm practicing smiling with my eyes. Does that communicate I'm smiling at you? I don't... I can't, I, and then when I grin, I'm, you know, people are irritated, people are annoyed, people are, are that, we're, we're talking, you know, there is sadness involved as well, seriously, in terms of what we can do and can't do with care homes and hospitals and so on. But how do we cope with hardship of life? Well, first of all, we've got to realise that the Apostle Paul knew about hardship. And that the Christian faith and you and I are are forged in the fires of difficulty. We are forged through the uh, storms of life. We are forged through the disappointments. And we hold on to great disappointments. I was told yesterday that that 70% of our church people won't return to church. That depressed me on one hand. I was like, ooh, really? I'd never give up on Jesus. And then, on the other hand, I have hope, I have joy. And yesterday, my 13-year-old son got baptised in the lake. And that's what it's about. And by his choice and amazing, we had a beautiful time there on the lakes of um, Galilee, which is our Okanagan, but I call it Galilee. 
Are they not servants of Christ? I am out of my mind to talk like this. I am more. I have worked much harder, been in prison much frequently, been flogged more severely, been exposed to death again and again. Five times I received from the Jews 40 lashes minus one. I love the way it says 40 lashes minus one. As if he was really counting. Three times I was beaten with the rods. Once I was pelted with stones. Three times I was shipwrecked. Shipwrecked three times. I spent a night and a day in the open sea. I have been constantly on the move. I have been in danger of rivers, in danger of bandits, in danger of fellow Jews, in danger of Gentiles, in danger of city, in danger in the country, in danger at sea, in danger in false believers. I think Paul's saying he was in danger. There's a rhythm and a power to this. You know, outwardly thinking, well, what good is your faith, Paul? Look at all that catalogue of pain and agony. He even said, I had a thorn in the side. We don't know what that thorn was. But he prayed three times for it to be taken away, and it was never taken away. And yet in our sugar-fix Christianity, we... Trouble comes along and difficulty happens and so often it's too easy to give up on God. But you know, part of this, the battle is constant that we know. I have laboured and toiled and often gone without sleep. I have known hunger and thirst. I have gone without food. I have been cold and naked. Besides everything else, I face daily the pressures and concerns of the church. So he's got all of this going on. And then he says, and besides all of this, I'm really worried about the church. How can Paul survive? How is Paul doing this? Somebody did a psychometric emotional test on Paul. However they do this, I don't know. But they put all of the pressures and all of his experiences through a kind of psychological testing to find out how he should have been and what he should have been. And it is actually physically impossible without him having some kind of breakdown or absolute collapse for him to go through what he went through. How did he do it? How did he go through this? Who is weak? I do not feel weak. Who is led into sin? I do not inwardly burn. But the Lord said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for the power is made perfect in weakness. You want to know how Paul got through the difficult times and the problems? It's because the Lord's Christ's power rested on me. There is a power of grace. The power of grace that is working and that he was willing to say, yes, I, in my weakness, he is made strong. And if I'm honest and I am vulnerable and I am open about what I'm traveling through and I don't erect walls and turrets and, and defenses, but I am vulnerable and I am weak and I accept I cannot live this world without a deep connection with the power and the anointing of God. That's how we get through battles. That's how we get through suffering. That's how we keep going. We realize that it is about Christ's power in our weakness. 
But the one thing we don't like to admit is weakness. One of the powerful things about the 12-step program, and I've attended quite a number of them over the years with our congregants and gone as a sponsor and a friend and have a long history in association with um, uh, 12 Steps and, and ran it and taught it in the UK, was when I sat amongst people struggling with behavior problems, emotional problems, or addictions to alcohol, addictions to narcotics, or addiction to pornography or sex and these kind of things, I realized that there is a beauty and a victory in vulnerability and weakness as they shared together and the most glorious thing. Has brought me to tears numerously because there is a power in vulnerability of admitting we are broken, that we cannot help ourselves, and we need the power of the Lord Jesus Christ to come in our lives. And we are meant to be free people. But it's in our acknowledgement that we can't hold it together that we become full of God's power because we realize. That is why, for Christ's sake, I delight in weakness, in insults, in hardships, in persecution, in difficulty. For when I am weak, then I'm going to be strong. You feeling weak? Don't look to yourself. Look to the strength and the glory of God within your life. You're feeling weak. Let the Lord move in your heart. Let the Lord give you that strength. Maybe in the gym or online right now, and you're feeling weak. The Lord will give you that strength. How? The power of his grace is at work. But we have this treasure in jars of clay to show that this all-surpassing power is from God and not from us. We love the from us, but it's got to be from God. We love the from us. It's not about us. We're in jars of we have treasure. Every one of you who's a Christ follower, your, your treasure is in a jar. And your jar is your body. But within your body dwells the treasure, the greatest treasure in the world. And that treasure is the presence and the work of the power of God. The treasure of Jesus. The treasure. But I feel like a broken jar. I've got cracks in my life, but it's through my brokenness of my vessel and through the cracks and the, the broken chips of my own vessel that the light of this glorious treasure, this gold, this Jesus shines out from within the cracks of my life. Look at your vessels. For those of you, we feel our vessels are cracked, don't we? I'm getting older. I'm not as young as I was when I first arrived here, when I was 44. Strangely enough, 10 years has passed and I'm 54, coming 55 in October. How did that happen? I blinked. My, I, I, I'm becoming best friends with my physio now, all of a sudden. Never bothered with a physio. I can't run as fast as I could. I've got more... I, Oh, I have to, after I've done a marathon, it takes me not just a day to recover, it takes me 10 years. Honestly, I, I need, I need, I, I, my, my fragile, my fragile jar is weak. 
I went into Costco. Oh, you already know this is, this is the sermon sponsored by Costco. I went into, into Costco and, and I'm, I'm wearing my mask and I'm like this and, and I walk up to the, <laughs> the counter and I start chatting to the lady and I can't really smile at her. I just sort of smile with my eyes, as I've said. And as I, as I look, I say, well, uh, what opening time? She said, well, we're still on the web. It opens at 10. But for seniors, they can come in at 8. I said, oh. I said, um, I said how old do you have to be uh, to be a senior to come in at 8? Oh, our age. And I was like, oh, how old's that? 60. And I'm like, What? I said, I'm five years away from that. She said, you've had a rough life. And absolutely word for word true. I couldn't take my mask. I wanted to take my mask off so she could see my beautiful face. All she could see was the eyes and the eyes spoke of an old man. But the rest of my body speaks of young youth. No, I'm, I'm, I am truly a vessel, a jam jar of clay, and I am cracked, and I am broken. I was broken. I need to go for healing ministry after that. Inner healing. And, and off, I, I am truly, but I have a treasure within me that shines, that is glorious. And we all feel weak. We all feel broken. But we have an eternal treasure that will last forever. It's a deposit that is a down payment on your palace or your, your mansion in heaven, the many rooms, the glory of the new kingdom, the new heavens and the new earth. And wherever you look at this, you and I, we have a treasure that is within us. And that's how we get through pain and problems. By his grace... We are hard-pressed on every side, but not crushed or perplexed or despair. Why? Because I've got a treasure within me. I've got a treasure within me. We always carry around in our bodies the death of Jesus so that the life of Jesus may also be revealed in our body. We understand that our life is a process of carrying the cross within and experience the resurrection as well. I live in a cycle of walking the way of the cross, of going through the cross and experiencing the resurrection, of dying to myself, of handing everything over and rising again with the glory of the kingdom of God. That's what I did when I did my son's baptism class. I explained the reason of water from Genesis all the way through. They explained the issue of the great baptisms in Scripture like Noah's flood and the Red Sea and all of these great moments in Scripture of deliverance and where it comes down to the identification of Jesus going into the grave and on the third day rising, right? I carry it in my body. And we always carry it in our bodies. For we who are alive are always being given over to death. His life may also be revealed in our mortal bodies. For me to live, I must be willing to die to myself. See, that's God calling you up right now. Right, I need to be willing to die to myself. I need to say yes. 
I no longer have rights, but for me, I live for Jesus. The best marriage advice I give guys is that when you get married, it's time to die. What do I mean by that? Well, marriages are made on sacrificial love that I love as Christ loved the church. I'm going to die. Die to my little irritations. Die to my little childish, boyish things. Die to my own little ego and opinion and what I want. And I don't feel loved enough. I've got to die so I can be raised with Christ. And we're all dying. <laughs> Hallelujah. But when we die, we are risen and we learn to, to hand it all over. And that's how we get through difficult times. We hand it all over to God because we have a treasure within. But the God of this age has blinded the minds of unbelievers so that they cannot see the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ who is the image of God. But they can see the glory and the light of Christ through you broken vessels who when you go through tough times, you shine because nobody ever thought you'd get through that divorce, but the power of Christ was with you. Nobody ever thought you'd get through that bankruptcy, but the treasure got you through, the light shone. Nobody ever thought that when you had that cancer diagnosis that you would be able to cope, but you didn't just cope, you had hope, you had joy. God was with you in the middle of the most difficult parts. You never thought you'd get through that grief in your life, but there was a treasure within you that got you through through that grief. There's a treasure within you that lifts you up. There's a treasure within you that takes you up like the eagles. There's a treasure within you that gets you through the hardest times of your life. And that treasure is what we must learn to connect with. And that light through our brokenness, we shine to the world and say, look what Jesus has done. Look what he's done with me. And so I grow through difficult times. I grow through that. Like Job declared, as the Lord giveth, the Lord taketh away, but blessed be the name of the Lord. Praise the Lord God Almighty. I honour you. So how do we survive? Really, how do we survive? Well, we survive by God's word in our life. We have two fuels. There is the fuel that we naturally eat to keep our bodies moving and working. And there's the fuel of the word of God, the voice of God, the spirit of God that keeps us alive. And when we are in the darkest times, yes, we've got fuel one, Jesus said. Man does not live by bread alone. And we all know we need physical fuel. I know that as a, as a runner, as a marathoner, I need to eat protein. I need to consume protein. There are certain fuels that help me to keep moving, physical, that keep me going, that don't make me feel sluggish, that make me alive and help me perform better. And that is natural food and that's good. We all need the power of, of protein, particularly chicken wings. Mmm. Hot sauce. No, that's not good protein. I need good protein. Mm. Pork. Ribs. Yeah, no. Whatever it is for you, 
You need two fuels, but the fuel that will get you through the most is God's voice in the middle of the darkness. Let me say that again. If you're in the gym and you're going through a dark time, if you're online, you're going through the dark time, the fuel that will get you through those days of empty is God's word to your heart now. Man does not live by bread alone, but by words that come from the mouth of God. We all need the words of the mouth of God with whatever we're facing. We need scripture to become alive to us. We need that, that there's the Logos word, we know that, the great orthodoxy, our statements, the great canon of scripture, and there is the Rhema word, which is a personal moment when you know that a scripture is alive to you and it brings life, it changes you, and the two fuels are at work, and as it changes you, the spirit gives life, the flesh counts for nothing, the words I have spoken to you, they are full of spirit and life. And when in the middle of our pain, in the middle of our battle, we get a whisper from the Lord, we get a scripture and a text that changes us, we get the now word in our situation, we get that other bread, the hot bread from heaven, rather than the crumbs under the table. God has a bakery in heaven and he wants to come and deliver fresh bread into your life, into your pain, into your problem. And he wants to speak to you right now and help you. Four things that change when we hear God's words. Four things Really powerful things. One, when you hear God's whisper and God's word in your life, and peace comes and anxiety disappears. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. If you've been in that place of prayer, and you've been battling and you felt dark, and suddenly peace has come, this is not a peace with God, this is a peace of God. You've all got peace with God through Christ. But when you get that word and that fuel in the middle of that testing, it's a peace of God that comes. The second thing is joy. This isn't just a kind of joy that is kind of spoken about. This is a joy that is emotional. This is a joy that affects who we are. This is an experiential that comes directly from the Holy Spirit as it did for Jesus. At that time, Jesus full of joy through the Holy Spirit. This was a full emotional experience where God ministered to him and he walked out at that time full of the joy of the Lord. I am not too cool to have the joy of the Lord. I want to rejoice in the Lord that what he can do. I want to keep the joy. Keep the joy in my life. Allow that joy to fill my emotions and to fill my life. The love comes to know this love that surpasses knowledge. Because for many of us in the darkness, to deal with the pain, we need the love of God to drive out the toxic power of selfishness and sinfulness. This love is not simply perceived with the mind, but it's the whole heart emotions of the saints. That when I, I am fueled by the word of God, 
I receive a peace that I can't understand. When I'm fueled by the word of God in my life, I receive a joy that makes me into a joyous person. When I'm fueled by the whisper and the word of God within my life, suddenly there is love where there should be hatred. There is love where God is flowing. When I'm fueled by the word of God in my life, there is hope for the future that God will move and God will work. The danger is when we don't remain in Christ we end up withering. And often, with two fuels, if you're not eating correctly or eating the wrong calories, it doesn't give you the energy. I know this because I have attempted to to feed myself on what I thought was nutritious. Honey, crawler, crawler, donuts from Tin Hortons. I look at those and I just... But I know they don't timbits. They are, they are not vitamin pills. I know that. And, and we try and fuel ourselves on wrong stuff all the time. And we wither. Or we don't fuel ourselves on, on what Christ has for us, connected to the branch. And when we're connected to the branch, but if we are not connected to the branch, Christians wither, Christians die, Christians give up because there's not that communion with Christ and one of the biggest dangers is that we will die and we will give up and we will. And if you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. The rhema word, that word... That now word, that little Greek word of God's voice that can reject the lies of the enemy, reject the lies of this world. We want to be connected to the vine. How? Delight in the Lord and feed. And I'll finish here. It is that, but the, the, whose delight is in the law of the Lord and who meditates on his law day and night, that person is like a tree planted by streams of water which yields its fruit in season and whose leaf does not wither whatever they do prospers. And what I think is one of the most beautiful things we can all do is to hold the word of God, memorize it, meditate on it, consume it, savour it, speak that scripture 50 times to your heart, allow it to change your life, come close to God. I find one of the hardest things to teach men in the church is the ability to sit still and meditate on the glory of God. And yet the one thing that will bring freedom to most men from what they battle with is the ability to sit still and to be present with the word of God and allow the word of God to feed your soul. You wonder why you battle inside? It's because of what you're thinking inside. You wonder how victory comes? It comes by filling yourself with the glory and the truth of God. That's why I did that series, Meditating Your Way Through COVID. It's still available. And you can learn about spiritual discipline of meditation and memorization and how it frees us. Why? 
Why? The law of the Lord is perfect, reviving the soul. Hallelujah. The truth revives your soul, friends. And we are revived. We are strengthened. He comes and revives us. He comes and strengthens us. He comes and is with us even through the most difficult of times. He revives our soul. And so I challenge all of you, me, what fuel am I going to run on? Am I going to run on just the fuel of this world or am I going to run on the fuel of the Word of God in my life? Because I'm in danger, and you and I are in danger, of all running on empty. I'm going to hand back to Pastor Jordan now to close off in the gym. But as we pause, let's rejoice that the Lord teaches us that we can have the right fuel for our soul. And that when we connect with him, boy, God is with us. Hallelujah. He is there. He's at work. He will get you through the darkest and the most difficult of times in your life. He will get you through it. Let's pray together. Father, we thank you that even in this most challenging of times, that the fuel for our life is the living Word of God within us. And Lord, I pray that we will all draw upon that fuel, that treasure that is Jesus. Jesus is that treasure. Jesus is within me. And in my brokenness, may your strength come. And for every challenge I face, may I try and hear your voice in that problem and in that situation, Lord, I ask. I thank you for those that are watching online, for those that are watching in venues, for those that are watching in this very building now. As we follow the regulations of capacity, we, we are humbled before you, but we pray, Lord, that we may believe the Word of God in our lives, in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, thank you for those that joined us in all the different places you've joined us in all the different countries. We are so blessed that you're with us and we wish you a very good uh, rest of your day. Amen.